When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.
work for work for my, my you know my friends. So so he's like, you know, he he worked up, and I'm like, yo, bro, we don't have a problem. I don't I don't know what it is. I just been busy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm a part now, of your busy now, nigga. I, no no no. I, 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 I understand. I understand. I'm a part of your busy. Call me, nigga. I understand. All right, I understand. That's it. That's it. But, but, see, but you know, to 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 for my, I've been talking to Rich, who's who's like you you know you you my capo on the streets. That's my capo on business. That's a fact. Right. Yeah. So I've been talking to Rich, and, right. and Rich has been relating the message. Facts. I've seen, phys- seen physics on Sunday. I've been getting the messages. He filmed yeah. me, play- like, uh, me playing basketball on Sunday. Knees bad and all. Knees bad and all. I just came back from doing press with my brother who was in L.A. doing press yeah. for our album that's coming out next month. Yo, I've been busy. Full court press. press. I've been busy. I've been busy. Yes. It's not personal why I haven't spoken to you, but sometimes I want to keep our conversation for when we get here. Because if I talk to you so much and I, I got to talk to you on camera, I'm like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I wanted to be there. Yeah. Fuck that. I'm start to, I'm start yeah. being focused. Oh, no, 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 I was no, supposed no, to be there. Nah, I feel you, but you know what? This is this. And that ain't I, nothing to do with it. Nah, I had nothing to do with it. I would respect. I would respect. I would respect. I press run with Barcelona in 1992 for the Dream Team. So it was, you know. It was just the beginning. It was just the beginning. You know what I mean? It was a lot of stars starring. So, yo, oh, yeah, oh, we do an episode. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, if yeah. you've been smoking rock or under a rock, you now tuned into the motherfucking personal party podcast. Shit! Right. Shit! Let's go. Who we got in here? Oh, shit. I didn't even. You did your white outlet? Yeah, I just did. <laughs> it's been so long. I just did. Hey, yo, we excited even, or something? I didn't even, get, I didn't even hey. catch your white outlet because I got. Sometimes I use the word brother too loosely, right? Because when I start saying brother for certain people, I like when I say brother for you, right? Justin Scott. Yes. When I say brother for you, brother is this is beyond rap. This is turn the the cameras turned off, no microphone, no beats. Well, you know what I mean. This is. Brother shit. Yeah. I'm talking about somebody that I will call at any time of the day and night and talk about life yeah. and cry and feel like a human being. Let's go. Right? Let's go, yeah. From and, and this is ten years plus. Let's go. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, the first time I heard this brother was from a, a guy named Perry Landers. Oh shit! Right. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to shout out to Perry Landers. Ringtone gang, okay. ringtone gang. You know what I mean? The first Ooh. time I heard, I just touched down. Instantly, I said, "I gotta work with this cat." Wow. I said, "Who made that beat?" <laughs> he made that beat. him, him, mm. right? Then, fast forward, I had the honor and privilege. To be in your presence, right? When Johnny heard you and was blown away, and like every artist, special artist that he's encountered, I had the pleasure of being the first one to be like, 
to he be so excited. Yeah. Like, yo, you gotta, you gotta hit it. Yeah. <laughs> right? And he's like, yo, guess what? I spoke to him. And I think we about to do some business. And you came to New York City. Okay. And we was fucking friends ever since. Yeah, you, you spared that story up, though. I didn't. I mean, I want to say one Go thing, ahead, bro. Put it in the I met you, bro. I had on some polo boots, a polo <laughs> sport shirt, and like some fucking Ed Hardy denim. <laughs> Hold on, yeah, man. That's I was crazy. Down bad, we know the time because of that. Yeah, I right, yeah. down bad, bro. Whatever. <laughs> you see this pull up looking like Crocodile Dundee with like a medic. <laughs> nigga had on the medic hat, the medic patches, all that. And I think he had like a book bag. It, bro, it was all like he's saving lives. With <laughs> <laughs> and then Neil looked me up and down. Mind you, everybody been kind of like, that's, okay, what you, that's what, that's Polo? Niggas, that nigga walked in and was like, bro, I got to put you on this rugby shit. Mm. It's like, bro, I got to put you on this rugby shit. And I, and me, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, nigga, polo boots in the sound, nigga? Yeah, I, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. Like, What's up, <laughs> And I threw that fucking outfit together in like a day because I knew I was coming to New York and I met the nigga and I was like, this nigga looks cool. Like, I was like, wow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he walking in and be looking like a movie. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay. I, I can fuck with that look. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And yeah, I kept the polo boots, changed the denim up a little bit. And from that point, it was going rugby shopping. And so, nigga, I had like four rugby shirts. I swear I alternated them bitches for like two months, man. <laughs> two months, Fucking better alternate. I still got them, bro. I still got them motherfuckers, bro. That's, that's and it was clean, bro. And every, every time we would go in the store, it was like, yo, they knew him. And I'd be like, all right, I want those. I get that. Look cool. But it was like, yo, the niggas came with that bitch like crocodile. <laughs> yeah, said, yo, so he said the niggas in the store knew him. That shit was amazing. I seen him online. I seen him online. Mind you, I had looked everybody on the roster before I even came to New York. And then it's just everybody's like, oh, okay, nigga's a cool person. Then the nigga come through. I was like, oh, okay, this nigga here. He was like, yeah, bro, we gonna get you right, bro. We gonna get you right, bro. Did you feel welcome? Yeah, I mean, but for me, it was, man, I was, it wasn't even about the being in the room with them, man, getting off the flight and just getting to the, you know, getting into a cab was overwhelming. Mm. So by the time I got in the room, I didn't really give a fuck what people thought about my clothes. I was like, nigga, I'm in New York, and I'm looking out this window, and these the rappers I'm watching, on, and I'm like, oh, this this is a different this move for me. I didn't give a fuck what people thought about my clothes. I was broke as shit. <laughs> I went and got, I broke my bank for them polo boots. No. <laughs> I said, so they were But hold on, we got so far ahead, I didn't even finish my intro. Keep it Can going. I finish my intro? Nah, this is the best I mean, intro well, yet. This is, this is, this is the know, best this intro yet. Intro. I ain't gonna hold you. Now, 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 hold on. <laughs> I got, I got not only one of the greatest artists in our time. Facts. One of the greatest <laughs> artists of all time. And when I say that, I don't say that loosely. I'm talking about a nigga that could write songs for himself and others. He can sing. He can engineer. He can mix and master. He does. He's the one-stop shop. A visionary for the music as far as he knows how he wants his shit to look as he's crafting it 
that's a, a art and a talent within itself. I have my motherfucking brother <laughs> Talk. Well, from Meridian, Mississippi. Mississippi let's go. And you then, heard well, me? Well, let's go. <laughs> Big 300 block, you heard? What 300 block. Big 300 block. My nigga, my nigga is a, you know we, we do, we do our know, research you know over at the personal party. All right? 300 block. All right? Remember the time, King of the South? No, we're not going to regionalize and generalize that. We have one of the kings of the motherfucking music game. Talk your shit. We have motherfucking <laughs> big motherfucking crit in this motherfucking Critic Cow in this motherfucking crit. The fuck is going on, man? I go on record saying this shit. Critic Cow, you know what I'm saying? Productions. What you know about bro? What the fuck, nigga? For one, I'm happy to see you in New York City. Alright? Now I can let my excitement go. My nigga is in New York City. Alright? Because we could have did this interview. We could have did this interview last year. We could have did it on Zoom. I could have came to the A. I could have bought the equipment to LA. Right? But I said, nah, I'm not letting this nigga off the hook. I'm not letting him off the hook. Let's he go. gotta come. He gotta come sit in the room Let's with the go. essence. You see, I immortalized us. Hey, hey bro, but look, but you ain't giving yourself no credit. I walked in here and I was like, bro, your memorabilia is beautiful. It's just, it's amazing, bro. Man. You're well traveled, bro. R.I.P. Scott Hall. R.I.P. Scott Hall. R.I.P. The bad guy. You know, you see it, man. We got the bad guy. You true, you know. But this shit is beautiful, bro. Thank you, bro. Thank you, thank you, man. You know. And, and I've been honored and privileged to, to, to share a lot of these moments. Yeah, but you know, a lot of these moments, you know, you're, you're, you're a part yeah, of we, it. Look, look, I'm look. kicking it like, yo, bro, you can't do it. Keep doing your thing, bro. Get another picture, bro. I'm definitely there, like, bro, get another picture, bro. Like, fuck it. My wow. brother, how the fuck are you doing? I'm good, bro. I'm good, man. Like, like it's amazing to see the world open up, like, mm. to this degree. And for me to be here, bro, it's been some years, actually. Cause I've been in New York and talking to youth, you know what I'm saying? We move around, but this shit is, this is crazy. Um, <laughs> and I'm proud of you, bro, cause this is a different, oh shit. No, we hey. <laughs> Reflexes is on that, boy. But no, nah, I mean, what I, what I would say is, bro, the, this, like, the way you are as far as your musicianship, the legendary status, people gonna pull up for you, Smoke. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because... The camaraderie, like a lot of us, man, might have never been in New York before. We meet Smoke Dizzy, we, we feel welcome. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, ah, right, as soon as I pull up, I'm gonna hit Smoke, bro. I was on not a little stoop with you. You definitely was on the nine. Yeah, I was, like, that's definitely was on the nine. Many times, I'm like, wow. And then it got to the point where it was very comfortable Facts. just being out there, like. Facts. Facts. And you know, I mean, my nigga, that's that's a big step for me, country boy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, secret to success, even that record, DD172, there was levels of being around you, and it's just like the room. It's like, all right, bro, we all here, we working, but everybody know that the first person they met was normally smoke dizzy, mm-hmm. and then smoke mm-hmm. dizzy like, hey, bro, Gatekeeper. let me show you this, let me show you that, bro. Look at it like, yeah, bro. So yeah. You know, this is, I, I can't stress the word brother when I, when I talk about this guy because 
this podcast is just being filmed. Me and him have podcast conversations every single day. Definitely. You know what I mean? Every time I'm on the just phone, our perspectives go so far out there. So it's so dope to, to have this that the world could see. You know what I mean? This is like motherfucking, um, this is like when motherfucking um, Isaiah and Magic <laughs> sitting having conversations or like, you know, Paul Pierce and KG, niggas yeah, yeah, sitting yeah. having conversations. This is that. You know what I mean? Because we really play the game. Not only do we play the game, we play the game together. Yes. Right? So, it's, it's even different. Even when the coaches is called, we don't care. Right, it's, it's, it's even. It's, no, it's, uh, right, right. We're this play. Right, right, right. right. Player coaches, player right. coaches. Right. <laughs> not, not, not only that, but, but we, you know, being on the hardwood is a little different. Mm-hmm. Than, than, different than, different view. You know what I mean? Different view. Mm, that's a, a good different. one. Look, look, look. that sky box. You don't know what it's like. It's a little different. Trying to hit that shot. It's half court. Right. It's a little different, right? And. So that's, that's so so now I wanna I wanna dig back before we even get to Trick Wizard. Okay. I wanna go to the creation of, of all these records because a lot of these records that you had, they were already it was already a concept it was already in conception yeah. before mm-hmm. we got to Trick was here and then Crit was here being a coming out party, so to speak, as yeah. far as you know, the world getting to um getting to to see and hear Big Crit the way Everybody else is hearing yeah. that was just like you know the stamp. Now the record, no weeds. Nah. Right. Wow, you gonna ask me about the one I was with? One of my, I, I think I remember that one. Let me listen. One of my favorite. How records. I made it. <laughs> one of my favorites too, but I'm like I don't remember fucking. I'm listening. One of my favorite records right now. I don't. What's the best way to articulate this question? Now, what is your thought process? When you go into creating these records, because you come to you come with these records with the concept already. Yeah. Where where does your mind go when you for for no weeds? Okay. What was your mind? I mean, when we was already. I mean, it's like a. I mean, this is gonna be real, like a pot of gumbo when it comes to music, right? Mm-hmm. I know everybody's vocal tone, no tempo, but most people like to rap off of. Mm-hmm. And we was already working, you know, at DD One Seven. We was already making ready making music, and so it's kind of like. I know what me and Currency and Smoke Boogie would sound good on, in a sense. Because I know the tempo and the capacity for us to be able to flow over certain records, even back then. And then I'm a fan of both of y'all and y'all flows and seeing how y'all get down. So it was really easy, in a sense, to create the record. The, the, <laughs> the narrative was trying to figure out who go first, then the hook, and then how to make it make sense. That beat is super slow, bro. But we make it exciting, too, though. Because of what we're saying. Mm. The hook is what would be now technically a long hook. But it just it feels good because of what we're saying. Right. And then there was nobody. I mean, the word weedies, bro, come on, bro. <laughs> like, let's be real. I, it was almost like, I mean, we dating. I was like, we know uh, you got to be a certain age to even know what the fuck a weedie yeah, is. But we, it was a rejuvenation. Like, oh, shit, weedies. Yeah, that's what all the great motherfuckers would be on, you know. <clears throat> you know, and so... It was, it was, for me, it it was just a, a, a once again, that reiteration, like, bro, we greats already. And people didn't even realize it, in a sense, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, no, Weedies was just like a, we don't give a fuck what the label doing, we don't care what the radio doing, in this space, we them niggas, though. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Now, <clears throat> now, let's go into this gumbo. It's so much, it's so many moments and gems to, to, to pull from the crib, yeah. right? So, 
Children of the World. Mm. Another one of my favorite. I know exactly when I wrote that book. When did you write that? Uh, Christmas Day, two thousand and nine. Yeah, that's when I wrote that. See now, nah, because this thing is—he's very meticulous. Yeah, well, that wasn't even meticulous. I was just by myself. (laughs) I was fucking by myself. I wasn't in Meridian, and then. Most you know, most people like they do, they celebrate Christmas with their family. And I, I felt a little like I not well, not only was I not with my people, but I wasn't in the best financial state either. And so I decided not to go spend Christmas with other people and bring their energy down. Mm-hmm. So I stayed at home and wrote Children of the World. Mm-hmm. So I stayed I stayed at the spot because at the time I was living with Big Son, P.O. and my partner Jermaine. So they took me in and shit. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Twelve years later. Pictures still iconic. Twelve years later. Bro, I don't even. Yeah. Bro, you remember what I had on, bro? Yeah, he keeps talking about what he was wearing. What? What? Was it a Mitchell with that jacket? Bro, no, bro. It was like a Negro League. It was a Negro League. Yeah, but a baseball jacket. But I, but (laughs) you know when it was like I'm trying I'm too matchy. (laughs) It was cool though. I just kept it going. Everything was fucking. And I looked back at that, and I was like, man, but it was me then, even like, I, right, I, I know I ain't got much, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to, you know, be my best nigga, and we're going to be flowers, man. <laughs> and I, I look back, like, oh, shit, like, I still I still got that outfit, too, and I be like, damn, boy, you know, just a good rug, you would have did your But it's all the shit, it's, just, it's cool. You know, so even, even fun, it was supposed to be a clothing line that was going to pop off, and I, like, had, like, first deals on it. I just never saw it anywhere after me. It's <laughs> <laughs> been fucking real. It's been fucking real, man. I was the one and only. That's a one on one. RPA. That's a RPA. That's a rookie player autograph. That's a rookie player autograph. I'm one on one. Now, hold on. Now, hold on, right? So, I can't. I have a habit of talking about and minimizing these fucking big ass moments. Yeah, that was a right. And I can't even minimize this. So that show was the first Smokers Club show yeah. that took wow. place that took place in South by Southwest. Shout yeah. out to Steve O. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. Steve yeah. Steve was Steve was the one that told Shipes 
that yo, we should do this show in South by South. South. Word. Do South by South. Right. I'm like, oh, okay. Right, so okay. that's how that even came about. Yeah. Right? So now, that show in South by Southwest, yeah. we we had a house where we all stayed. Yeah, I right. met, yeah, I made every, the whole you squad. You met the whole squad yeah. that day. Yeah. Now, not only did you meet the whole squad that day, but you did another legendary record that happened to be on Christmas Hill. Yeah. That goes by the name of Glass House. Yes, sir. Now, I had just had my twin, so I think I had left the day that Wiz had came over there. It was either the day before or the day after I was there. All that shit happened the same day. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. I think I really want to say that. He wasn't there. I know I wasn't there. I wasn't there. I wasn't there, wasn't there, right? And when I heard that record, I was so excited. Not just, for one, I love the record because the record is fire. Two, I got three niggas that I really like their shit yeah. on, the, on the record together for the yeah. first time. Now, Wiz and, 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 and Spitter was a tandem already with oh, car yeah. service and, and, and different records that they yeah. had servicing, right? And then when you came into play with that, it just felt like the big three. Yeah. Right? Let's go. Right? <laughs> so, so. Yeah. Give me the conception of that record, cause I really wasn't there, so I don't even I don't know. The funny shit is, so I'm in New York. I played the glass house beat for currency first up. We just ain't had nothing. Like what nigga? I just played the beat. Mm-hmm. Currency heard it, was fucking with it. I think I actually played that for him around the time I was at the No Weedy stage going. We get to South by Southwest. Currency just like, yo, play that glass house shit, and that's how that popped off. Mind you though, when I pulled up, I got speakers, I got my computer. I'm making beats and shit while people coming in, leaving out, all that. Late night, he's like, yo, play that shit. I'm like, all right, bet, cool. And I already had the hook on it, I think. And then Wiz is like, yo, that shit hard. Currency laughing at cartoons and shit. Like, yeah, nigga, we should rap on this. Bro, (laughs) 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 when I tell you, bro, them motherfuckers wrote their verses, bro. They had a show that night, too. So it was like, they literally wrote their verses and laid them motherfuckers real quick. Like, got it done. So I'm, you know, I'm there. I got an off night and shit. So I'm doing my engineering shit, and so I'm, I'm, I'm chopping shit up, moving shit around. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> fucked up. You know what I'm saying? And then I was like, bro, them niggas killed that shit. I'm gonna just do my verse on the third, cause I wanted to go. You know, this way, whatever they laid their verse, that's where that motherfucker stayed. And then I play that shit for everybody in the morning. The niggas come back like, bro, what the fuck, bro? And that shit just kind of went up from there. And then I remember getting a call. With, uh, from Will, uh, Shives Eric from Will. Mm-hmm. Will was like, "Yo, uh, Will's gonna put it on Christian Orange Juice." Mm. And that, ex- that, that literally, yeah, that shit mm. was exposed. Don't mind my sound. <laughs> my sound's gonna go off. One of the best big stapes of all times to me. That shit exposed my like me to so many people that wasn't aware of not only tripping in the world but just me in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. And that's a fact. And you know, it was a time capsule when when all those records and projects came out. Mm-hmm. Cushion Orange Juice, yes. it was the Crip was here, yes. it was um, Pilot Talk, yes. it was George Cush the Button, button. right? Yes. Y'all was setting alarms off, and, and, and all of that came from us all just having that energy we had bottled up. It felt up. so easy, though. It, it was, was like... effortless. <laughs> it was effortless. Uh, now, it's another effortless time I'm, I want to get to, right? Okay. But I want to I wanna pin this Crip was here real fast, and I want to 
track back a little bit now. Right. I got a lot of friends that that's athletes or that was athletes before we got into mm-hmm. being musicians, yeah. right? And most of my friends like play basketball, mm-hmm. right? I got one friend that played tennis. Necessarily for the game and stuff, but nah, bro, I couldn't. I couldn't. My vert wasn't shit. I couldn't dribble. You know what I'm saying? And so baseball was the move for me. And then um, I don't. My wrist don't be in a certain kind of way. So I remember. Oh man, I did, <laughs> hey, yeah, it's fucking funny. I did a fucking free throw shit on KG and so. And then ninth one of them just cracking on me by my free throw game and shit. I'm thinking oh. myself, my, not only can my wrist not bend, but I throw three quarters, so I'm not overhand. So my normal function for shit is this way. Oh, yeah. So I can throw a baseball 92, 93 miles per hour this way, but I can't do it like this. My rotating cuff is just built there. So (laughs) baseball is better suited for me. And I was 140 pounds in the ball for 150 feet. So that's crazy. Yeah, believe that. Because baseball is a is a hand coordination. It's it's hand eye coordination. You You know, I hit a bucket for you at baseball. That's a fact. I played in Harlem Little League, but I never, I never did. I never did nothing. What was the name of your team, nigga? What? I was on X Men. I was on the Bombers. I was on the Bombers. I was on the Bombers. Structure Steel. I only played on the Bombers two games. You know what I mean? I had. That's it. That was a shortstop. You wasn't in baseball. I wasn't good. It was like that was like me trying out for basketball, and they had the cones out there, and I saw how I just couldn't. The suicide drill. I was like, fuck that. In baseball, you run, but you don't run. Basketball is like. It's a running gun thing. But I just tried my hand in because, you know, I had another friend at the time that was doing it. I was like, just let me see what it is. Oh, okay. And I couldn't do it. So I respect the niggas that do do it because I think from it. I say 420 feet, not 450. Just in case I'm getting scouted out. Sheesh. I'll be there. 420, not I'm trying out for the Braves next year. As you should. Fuck yeah. As you should. Why not? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, never I'm Rudy. Seen. I'm Rudy. One game, New Jersey. Even if I strike out, nigga, I don't give a fuck. Just got my jersey. I retire. Right Has there ever been a rapper that actually left rap like how you know J Cole? Nah, J not Cole baseball. did basketball. Nobody did baseball, baseball right? Bro, they throwing a slider. In eighty, well, eighty nine, ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, you get a baseball bro, contract, my nigga. If I, I foul, tip the ball in the professional league, I win. <laughs> if, I, if I fucking foul, tip that, that's like a home run. Because you gotta be a, a extreme athlete to even. 
Dutch is here, but he can he can kind of vouch. We was in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. He had the batting cages. Yeah. I almost got picked up by a fucking <laughs> a fucking like Negro League classic team. Oh yeah. And I'm in the batting cages hitting the ball like boom. Buddy was like, yo, you 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 look tired. You want to play? Yeah, dude, definitely asked. She was like, hey, bro, we 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 do like old school like baseball. Hey, off off pick up. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, I'm good. He's like, but your hands and your wrist is you're fast with someone. I'm like, yeah. She was funny. Oh, if man. you had to compare yourself to an athlete and compare your, to, to your music style, who would it be? Wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough. Ah, man. Fuck. Bo Jackson. Bo, ooh, Bo Jackson. That's a good one. Damn, shout out to you. Thank you. Thank you. Know, I'm, let me not shit on my nigga. Bro. For one, Thank nigga, you, nigga bro. came bro. in, came in with Bo a haircut. Jackson. I yeah, wear, he wear, he wear the hat I made. This is Chris. He came, he wear the hat I made. You know what I mean? This the nigga Chris. came here to do his but work. He, but he know and I'm being quiet. He played the game. He from the South. He, he like That's played two fact. different sports. He That's a fact. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. He yeah. do everything around yeah. the board. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Let's go. I love this shit. Like, you're a very meticulous artist. Yeah. The name Booby Mouse. Oh. What is the origin behind the name Booby Mouse? I saw the movie Friday Night Lights. Mm. And I was like, oh shit. That's me. Mind you, I have no sp- spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the niggas was going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, this movie's fucking great. I really want the motherfuckers to win. They yeah. did, dog. <laughs> and so I was like, oh shit. But the, the way that, <laughs> the way it was like, bro, he that dude, bro. And then to see his response in the car, like, what I'm going to do now? Like what I'm gonna, I ain't, I ain't got this. What I'm gonna do now? And I just think about how I felt about music. Every time she got bad, I'd be like, "Yo, Pac, I'm gonna have to come home. What the fuck I'm gonna do? Like this is what I do. What I'm gonna do now? But I'm great at this shit. But I don't know if I can keep doing it. And it was just seeing that. And then and I was like, "Yo, this is different." And like, man, I don't gotta practice. This is God given. And man. I just remember, bro. I remember being in a position where I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. But niggas look like, yo, bro, just just record me. I'm like, all right, bet. Mm. Type of shit. Niggas like, bro, this, bro, you get this shit hard. Like, bro, how you get that? I'm like, wow. <laughs> man, I almost signed, bro. I swear, I kid you not, I almost signed a deal fresh out of like literally my first year in college, bro. They wanted me for my production. They're like, yo, just take down. It's crazy, bro. We want you to make beats like this. I'm sitting there like, bro, I don't know how the fuck I made that. Mm. I just I I make beats like, but I don't don't ask me to do ten of them. Mm. This just happened at four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> like, and so it was just always been a position where I know what I do, and then finally I would say Cadillac because I'm like I know how to do what I do all the time. Mm. But before that, bro, I was like, I don't know what the fuck. He's like, man, give me one of them. I'm like, shit, man, that was mm. bro, what I was Moon and Stars. I'm like, bro, that was a yeah. whack beat to y'all niggas. I was trying to shop. Wait, 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 wait. Yo, Moon and Stars. I was shopping, and nobody would buy it. And I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna use this. And I sang all that night, like, bro, give me a moon stars. I'm like, bro, if I'm not singing on it, you're not going to hear the vision. Mm. But that beat was jacked. Bro, I love that beat. I shot that shit. And it made no bread. <laughs> That's crazy. A lot of beats happened like that, bro. A lot of beats was, like, done, ready mm. to go. Nobody wanted them. Mm. And I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll rap on it. That's nuts. Coming from the South, what was your view on the rap game? Uh, I'd like to ask that question because... I understand how it kind of go in the South. You know what I'm saying? Family from South Carolina. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? And we always kind of keep those roots. I yeah. mean, coming, I'm from Harlem, but okay. my family is from... Yeah, yeah you travel back and It was always yeah, one of those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And I always, like, was introduced to people down there because, you know what I'm saying, I used to do a little something, 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 even okay. though, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So...
this Bo Jackson motherfucker in front of me is that oh. he can do it all. I mean, I think right. I said enough in the beginning. Like, don't get too, don't, you know, ain't too much going on. But I, <laughs> I was like, nah, I played through high school, man. High catcher, pitcher, left field, shortstop. Eyes got bad. Boy, boy, I was shaved glasses. Now, all these shit got messy. Description, you feel me? I put my ass on first base. I couldn't see that ball. I had a game. Well, we had like a game or two, whatever. Coach told everybody he wants to shave our beards off and shit. Like, we getting older, so you know, motherfuckers be like, ah, oh, man, I'm, you know, I'm a senior. I'm like, man, I got my shit together. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. That's my manhood. Yeah. I shaved my shit off. Fuck it. And I'm like, man, I'm going to quit this shit. Quit, the, quit literally baseball then. Went to Atlanta, like, uh, the next day over, made like $500 off of, like, 10 beats. I'm like, fuck, I'm 16 years old, bro. I was like, man, fuck baseball. I was, like, I, was, <laughs> I was like, wow. I was thinking to myself, like, man, because my cousin, amazing baseball player, and he just he went through a lot in, like, uh, single A, double A. So, mm-hmm. for me, it was like, I wasn't as good as him, but I had potential in music. So, I was like, well, I'm going to just do that. I saw it early. And I was going to school for architecture. I was like, man, I'm in drafting class, drawing. I asked the dude, I was like, man, how long did it take you to start making money in your home? Because he coming in, he's like, I'm good. He's like, yeah, man, uh, I, I went to school for this amount of time. I interned for four years. I turned 32, and I started my business. And he was like, fucking 38. Mm. I was like, hell no. <laughs> I was like, I don't got that much time to start making money. <laughs> and so she, I was like, it's going to be the music shit for me. And so I was literally producing records for most of the people in my city, rapping. And um, that was it, bro. I quit baseball. And it took my dad a long time to, like, understand Accepted. why. But he started to see, even though I wasn't on the baseball field, I was playing my music when when baseball players were going out. Mm-hmm. Or people would be like, K-R-I-T, you know. That was a song I had. Then I'm on radio uh, with this Adidas Ones in the Club record. And so he started to be like, you know what? That's cool, because I created the identity for myself outside of him and my brother. You know, and it was Big Chris, not Justin Scott, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Y
first, I did a freestyle off that as well, like on the tape and shit. But it was beats, bro. That would make people immediately be like, yeah. And then the rapping came up. That's fucking insane, right? That's so. Crazy. That's crazy, bro. What was the first rap album you ever heard? I'm sorry. No, so okay. The first rap album. Yeah, like what was your introduction to hip hop? My father introduced me to hip hop. Mm. Uh, I was listening. To him. I mean, well, obviously Chris Cross was. I was uh, my favorite of mine just because of the kids and shit. Oh man, that's hard to say. My pops are playing a lot of Too Short. I don't know what the fuck he What? Playing. Too Short? <laughs> I with your pops. Too man. Short, E40. And that was like my early years. And then I remember being like him being like, well, I, I, Bone Thugs, me and him both was in the same Bone fucking Thugs. my favorite group ever. Same time, me and him was in the same say that because uh, I'm Lou 2 Live Crew. Scarface, he loved fucking Ghetto Boys. Ghetto Boys. And if he put that feel. video fucking terrified me. Anytime they come out, on me. Yes, bro. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. You know, R.I.P. the OG. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, but my dad was very, yes, it's it's hip hop, and my cousins never put me on to like UGK and all these people like that. Hmm. Yeah. Speaking of UGK, right? Another another important record in the Big Crit catalog that you reference a lot in regular conversation. Yeah. Oh, country shit. shit. Yes, sir. Right. So the original record was was already a hit. Yeah, I did that. Too th- I played it. Was you? Was you around? Of course I, I was. I know I, I played it. I know I played it for. We was shooting children of the world, bro. Chida and Kuke Kude was down there. Mm-hmm. Played it for everybody. Playing mm-hmm. it for Steve. I'm like, yo, this is it. You just said Kuli and Chike. So just like. It was just like a food. Man, a so much happened. Yeah, Kuni Chike was there. So much happened. We won't get into that, Mind too. You, so much happened in that day. Mm-hmm. That was the crit was here cover happened. That was the, yeah, the beginning of the, yeah, stamp. Didn't they shoot your first music video? Yeah. Yeah. We sided on that video. <laughs> we was in a hotel in Meridian, Mississippi. We had just did uh, Hometown Hero. So we get to this hotel and shit, and we want to do one more. And we're going through it. And then Steve was like, yo, children of the world. And then we coming up with the cover, too. He's like, yo, we should just do it right now. And I had on this fucking button up. And then I, can't, I ain't gonna mention shot it. My pops pulled up. It was like a <laughs> whole thing. And we shot that shit in the hotel. I was tired as fuck, bro. It's like, yo, bro, this is gorilla style. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> and then I think we drove to fucking Jackson, Mississippi. Mm. Like, in playing country shit. And that was the beginning. Like, wow, this is the one. It was a record. It was a record before yeah. the features got on it, right? Definitely. And then having the features, obviously, you know, having UGK influencing your music. Mm-hmm. Seeing how, um, how Texas gravitates yes. towards you, yes. like that's no I would even though you no. reside in Atlanta, I would like to say Texas is your second home. Yeah, because I see how they treat you, and I yeah. see how you own the stage. Yeah, when you in anywhere, any yeah. crevice in fucking Texas, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need two nights. <laughs> we need two nights in the warehouse live. For Big Crit, because you know the first night is sold out. Yeah. So we need to nights, up. Yeah. right? So we're having that influence in your music, having Bun B on your record. Mm. What did that mean to you? Fun. It meant everything. It was an honor. So this was, you know, I meant the first time meeting Bun B was at DD One Seven Two. I don't know. I, I for, he, he literally came to holler at. It was, it was like an art show. I think Mickey Fax performed at that show too, though. He did. And so it was this whole thing, and the man walked by me, and I was literally, just, I was like shook though. I was like, yo, what's the hell? Dude? He was like, yo, what's good, man? You know what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, you know, I got a, I mean, you know, I like pleasure, boom, 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 honor. I got this record called Country Shit. I really, 
you know, loads of people from my job. I'm like, yeah, I heard. Yeah, I get over. I fuck, I fuck with you. <laughs> Mind blown. Bun be knowing everything. Oh, Niggas be G. thinking Bun don't know, and he'll pull out his phone and show you, or show you his iPad my back mind. in the day. <laughs> shit be in there. Bro, bro, my mind was so blown, and then it, it, it happened. And for but the OG was like, yeah, yeah. I was fucked up. I was like, I didn't know. I was like, wow. I just sitting there. One of the moments. Just yeah. standing there and shit. And I want to say right after that, Black Thought walked up. I was like, what the mm. fuck? It was, it was a great night. I mean, DD 172. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's going to segue into this okay. my next spiel, <laughs> right? Because, like I said, we was on a hardwood. And when we was on a hardwood, that was a part of the start. That was yeah, our playground. Definitely. That was our Rucker Park. Either G League. Right? That was G League. That was good. That was nah, good. I wouldn't even say G League. It was G-League. bigger than G League. Oh. It was bigger than the G League. It, it was mm-hmm. it was it oh, was the NCAA. Okay, oh, March Madness. You it right. was March Madness. Oh, okay. I've been playing too much NBA. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they make you go to fucking. Right. You got to go to college then the G League right. to get these boosts and shit. And I'm even sorry. more important, right, to take away <laughs> and let, let let me cross into the Marvel yeah. world, right? That was okay. I, that was our X Men. That was the X Men. We was uh, like X Men, yeah. right? Because okay. Dan was like Professor X. Okay. And yeah, then we nice. all was like in our habitat just practicing our superpowers. Yeah, that's fine. Right? Yeah, okay. Okay. So <laughs> so, so okay. in in that time, right, I remember when we did the secret. Ah right? mm, and me and you me and you, right, we used to show off a lot. Especially when did other you notice? niggas was around. I was I was I, I thought I was being discreet. <laughs> we was we was yeah. showing off because we we always felt accepted mm-hmm. but we always wanted to stand out to let niggas know that we belong here. Yeah. Right. So when we were cutting those records for Ski, shout out to Ski. Yeah. Right. Those those was I don't even want to call them humble times because they was bottling up an energy that I feel like spurned to a lot of other artists. Yeah. After yeah. us. Right. Now working in DD one seventy two, what was that experience like for you? Ah uh, man, it, <laughs> it was it was like um it was definitely a creative club, right? You go down in that. It's dark. It's <laughs> fucking dark. And the only thing lit up is the mic and ski beats like situation. And everybody else is just all around the fucking rooms. I was like, right. And for me, I felt like uh, for us, it was like this. How can I put this? It's like steel sharpening steel situation. It's very, it's a very competitive place to be. But you know, whatever record we come out with, gonna be crazy. But I remember one time, bro. Everybody was smoking. Drinking, we obviously was like partying too. We was making, and then we was working, bro. And we started rapping, and motherfuckers started waking up. And I was like, yeah, this shit hard. <laughs> like, I was like, that's that's what we that's that's the energy that we had. It would be down there, people would just be kicking it, relaxing. And we would start writing. Then we would do a record, and everybody they'll wake down. Mm-hmm. And so that was like the beginning of seeing how we could shift the energy of a room with the music. But we definitely was competing. We was definitely competing. It wasn't. I wasn't as comfortable enough back then. Like yo, smoke. This is my verse. It took some years. So I don't you. When we get back to Johnny Chase, you ain't gonna be talking about me. Pull over once I got home and seen the whole time. Nah, but you know that 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 led to our that led to our camaraderie of of being our own little duo when we yeah. get on songs together. <laughs> now now we just double team. Now oh, everybody else is just, it's just, crazy. It's just some other shit. But I learned with you, man. So, like, for me, it's like, we also know, like, bro, I'm going to do the hook. Oh, bro, you know what? 
I'm gonna do the first verse. Oh, bro, you know what? I'm gonna do the second verse. Oh, bro, let me get the bread. Oh, bro, you know what? I ain't even gonna jump on this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And so I think having that idea, like, my nigga went so hard. How about I go to the trial? You know what? Fuck it. I'm good. You got this. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got this. You know what's crazy? Because we got records like that that's on the album. You know what I mean? That's, yes. that's like, you know. But shout out to Girl Talk for Noise. Like, you know what? You can have that. Yeah, Greg, Greg is a sneaky motherfucker. This is you. <laughs> yeah, this is all you. Because the season's record, I ain't going to front. I was like, I'm so glad that it was me. I didn't want to deal with that song. It's <laughs> like, I was like, what the fuck? It's like, different flows and shit. And then, I didn't hear the beat like you heard. So I'm like, bro, I really like, I like you on these tempos. Like, this shit is, he's like, yo, it wasn't like that when I knew. But he sped up. Like, yeah, nigga, this shit is jamming, though. Yeah, Greg, Greg do a lot yeah. of, like, you know, do a lot of technical work after everything is done. Yeah. Right, so, now, 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 back to the great big quick. Okay. Right. Oh so, all right. So we in DD one seventy two. Yeah. We doing our thing, yeah. right? And then you know, a guy by the name of Shaw Money XL. Yes. Shaw right? Shaw Money XL. Um, recognizes your greatness. Yeah. And he is at this point a part of the legendary label. Def Jam. Now, I know a kid from the south. Being signed to a major label, period, is a big deal. But you're going to be signed to Def Jam, right? So that's the Chicago Bulls. That's the Mecca. It doesn't get any higher than that. Because a a kid from New York, I feel that way. So so we all, you know, put that Mm -hmm. in high regard, right? So now you get over to Def Jam. What is that like for you? I mean, well, the the beginning of it was, it still was all proving myself, right? Regardless of where I was, but... I shook LA with your hand, I did the deal, and I was like, oh, we, we made it. I think I called my dad, everything. I was like, oh, man, this is it. Um, and then the building changed in like three weeks. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so that kind of changed the narrative of working in the building because along with LA Reed not being there, a lot of people that worked there that was aware of me left too. Mm. You know? and, and I don't even blame the people that worked there. It's not their fault, but it put me in a position where, you know, if I'm signing to a label where they don't have any understanding of where I'm from, what I do musically, and what that means. And so it was just that always that battle. But for me, it was like, I'm not finna go in here and flip over tables, and you know, it's gonna be, all right, well, if y'all don't get it, I'ma show you. So it was always that multi, and then, yeah, I'm with Def Jam. And then utilizing a lot of the movement that we was doing, because back then, we had reps. So you would go from radio station to radio station to radio station. These people are, are falling in love and fucking with you as a human, not with the label you with. And so me, it was like very human, baseline, like, man, I'm a country boy from Mississippi. And having genuine conversations with these DJs, these reps, and I built relationships with them. So even when I went with the label, they still fucked with me as a person. You know what I'm saying? And so it was still very beneficial for me to move around like that, but it just didn't it, it didn't work out in the sense that most people would want. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, man, all I got to do is be lyrical on Dev Jam, and I'll win. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, grit. We, go, we, we shoot our own week. And then it just was like the, the, the game was changing, the time yeah. was changing. And then he was like, "Oh man, we get a label, we get, we sign a deal, we we good now, we own." Man, hell no, nah. you sign a deal, real work. That's the work, bro. Mm-hmm. Like independent, that's like that's love, that's friends, that's family. Like we having fun, it's a barbecue. Mm-hmm. That label deal is like, nah, well you getting all, you going to work. Today right. you going, you clocking in. <laughs> like, but you know the work has never been a thing for you. Because you've always done the work. Shot Money will say this, bro. Most of them met me or first heard, like, the first time they saw me, 
I was in a back room in Def Jam making beats in like this small studio, and I had been in there for like six or seven hours. First time I met Sway, he literally walked in the room and was like, "What's good?" Like yo, Chow was like, "Yo, this big crit," and I I played him everything I've been working on in this little closet studio shit in Def Jam. Mm, that's fucking crazy. Just making beats, cause I'm like, oh, I'm here, so I might as well make beats for other artists and shit. <laughs> That's nuts, right? So, so we got Crit was here. Yeah, we got fucking live from the underground. Let's go, right? We got Cadillac, Ca- Catalactica. Ah, yeah. We're right. gonna say Return of Blood Forever in the day too. We gonna no, 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 right, right, right. Yeah. We know I was gonna throw them. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> I know this shit. I got all this shit. We bought all this shit. I mean, I know, but it's not not everything. But you, but you, you a part of the beat? I'm just throwing them in there, right? Okay, go back to Cadillac. Right, right. Yeah. No, cool. Because I, I said those projects because most of those projects is fully produced by you. Yes. Right. Now, it was a time where Big Crit would not rap over other people's production. Mm. And he really was, he was solid on my shit. For us, yeah. for me, by me. Yeah. Mixed by me. <laughs> it's yeah, just me. mastered by me. Yeah, mastered by me. Kanye. Yeah. Yeah. By me. It's just yeah. me. Yeah. By me. Yeah. I say, oh, who's that singing? Is it simple? No, it's not a simple. He's by me. No checks out. Right? I did that. Everything. So, 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 when, when was it comfortable for you to say, you know what? Let me stop hogging my shit and let me just. Let me fuck with some. Let me fuck with the. Let me fuck with the world for a second. Let me see what the world got to offer for me. What they got for me? Two things happened, man. Um, before Live from the Underground came out, I'm in the parking lot. I forgot what college we was at with J Cole, and I played my album, and he he, he turned around. He's like, bro, shit jamming, but you gotta give me a way to produce. He's like, bro. He's like, you gonna learn so much. He's like, I think he said main phrase. Like I got it on main phrase. He just like I learned so much, but you gotta give me a way to produce. It's like, cool. Drop the album. Album. Did well with my standing, right? Took people to go back two years later to be like, oh, this shit was great. But it was still me staying true to myself. Shot money and, and shout out to the whole team because they was able to let me produce my first major label album all by myself. And that was the goal. Going into the, I don't know what the fuck may happen after Live on the Ground, but I'm going to produce this whole motherfucker. And it was a lot of boutiques back and forth, like, oh, this ain't going to work, boom, boom. And Money on the Floor came out September 2011. Love that video. My album didn't come out till June 2012. It's mm. a long fucking time. Yeah, that's the time. But it was just so much what's working. <laughs> How's this working? Movement. And then Forever Today comes out in between. Because I want to keep people engaged. But it was it was turbulent because I was so dead set on producing my first you know, album. Working on Catalactica, I was able to work with Dahi um, on a production level. Terrence Martin, you know, be out there with them. And I'm probably forgetting somebody. Um, shit. I'm forgetting one person, but, you know, they, they, I hope they understand. <laughs> but it was like, oh, this is how they produce. This mm. is how they work. You know, I want to say Rico Love. Yeah, for sure. Rico Love, for Jim, sure. you know, Jim Johnson, all them. Mm-hmm. So literally seeing how they work and produce changed my thought process. Mm. I was like, oh, shit, my drum don't have to be in this cadence. Or, all right, that pack work. Or maybe start the piano progression. You know what I'm saying? And it just let me kind of like, kind of lighten up on the idea of working with people and it just it, it created a, a different space where I wasn't so competing with other producers like oh yeah that'd be hard but nigga the beat is for you to rap on to get a hit record or a dope record but I'm like oh that'd be hard let me play mine 
the producer, get the fuck out of the way. Like, nigga, <laughs> rap on this song, you know what I'm saying? And so, looking at Catalatica, people love that record. I didn't produce that song. Dying. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Shout and, out to DJ and, 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 and it was like, shit, once you in the, you, it's, it's so confetti. The confetti ain't even heavy. Like, working with motherfucking camper. My G, once you play a record that you didn't produce, but it still go up because people love it, it don't fucking matter. It's like, nigga, this shit. Like, who produced it? I'm like, Camper. <laughs> I love Camper. Like, yeah, me too. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so it just made me kind of like, you know, it's all good, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't have to. That's not a survival tactic no more. Right, right. How many projects came out between Crip was here and Live and on, Live and on the Ground? Uh, shit, Return for Elf Forever and a Day. I think we did like a fucking EP for Elf and a Day drop where, um, what the fuck came out? Uh, just last week, the full version. But that was too late. Because we had fucking dropped the halfway version <laughs> fucking eight months before that. Um, and yeah, they didn't lie for Underground. Yeah. Mm. And it was like other shit. We actually took, like, bro, it was a lot before we dropped the album. Like, now you was laying a lot of groundwork, bro. Like, yeah. a lot, a lot of groundwork. Yeah. You know, speaking of groundwork, <clears throat> it's another legendary artist that you work with that's bucket list for any musician. That's good. Like, the legendary, the late, great. Sponsor, like, you know who you should get on praying, man? BB King. And we all just bust out fucking laughing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, ah, ha, ha, whatever. And then it was like, at one point, I guess at that one point, I was like, well, fuck it, let's try. We sending out, uh, I don't know, the email, like, you know, Twitter, you know, you actually kind of really knew back then. Very and then nice. Jason was the one that was working side by side with BB King that actually was like, yo, I heard the record. Let's try to put this in motion kind of situation. Yeah, and he was there when I recorded with BB, and that whole experience still doesn't seem real. I mean, cause like, bro, like my grandmother, when you walk in my grandmama's house, if you turn to the left and look back, she had this huge poster of BB King with a Jerry curl, mm-hmm. and I saw that poster since I can every fucking I day, <laughs> every day. I'm like, yo, you know, and he just, you just, that's. That. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, "This is ludicrous." But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Boss, till we done. Mm. You boss, you're not Justin, you boss. 
I kid you not, man. Listening to the record, going over the song, playing guitar every time he referred to me, referred to me as Bob. That's crazy. Shit was fucking phenomenal. I was like, wow. Grandma. It's like, boss, you, you, boss, you, you, is that good? You mm-hmm. And then he was singing on it first, and he was like, yo, bro. He's like, uh, he's like, boss, you want me to play the uh, Lucille on it? Woo! I was like, yeah. <laughs> bro, the three takes, straight three. Three takes. No stops, no chops. And I, was, I used the first one. He was just doing it from the, the second to the third one just because. That's fucking. And I got the penny loafer tapping, all that shit. Just crushing it. Yo, did he give you any gems? Oh, yeah, I can't like, tell you I'm famous Give me something that you want to share with me that was inspiring for you. Um, so he said, uh, he was like, yo, so I remember when I first met Lil Stevie and Lil Mike. So I'm like, what the Lil Stevie and Lil Mike? I said, he's talking about Stevie and Lil Mike. He was like, man, yo, you know, so I met Lil, <laughs> he had a live person. He's like, yo, I met Lil Stevie and Lil Mike. I told him, he was like, uh, no matter what you do, stay on the road. It's like, no, no, don't matter what happens, stay on the road. Build your fan base, tour, stay on the road. The man literally was getting ready to go back on tour. His, his physician had came through to check on him, and he was still touring in. It's like, yeah, no, 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 stay on the road. Man. Y'all hungry? No, go to BB King across the street. Just take the BB King and give us something to eat. But yeah, stay on the road. He had some stories I'm not sharing, though. <laughs> See, those type of black men was built different, though. Yeah, I'm different. Man. They was built different, though. Like, I just think about, different. I just think about touring. I was like, my grandmother was a fan, and touring, and I'm just glad she didn't go on like to a tour show back then. Oh man, I can only. I can I'm just glad she, imagine. from a distance, enjoyed the music. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo, when I say these names to you, what it mean? DJ Brad, DJ Folk. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Doom. Wow. Well, DJ Folk still DJ Folk. DJ Brad would be uh, Black Bill Gates. Okay. <laughs> well, no, well, Black, no. DJ Brad Vocal Legion would be Black Bill Gates. Damn, and I did, I did say those names wrong. So Black Bill Gates was the, was the first person along with DJ Folk that heard this record I, call, I had called uh, they Fuck, know. They Don't Know. I met DJ Brad along with my cousin Quack in Atlanta, who also was working with Bo Hagen at the time. Right, and so that's where I first met DJ Brad. But they all, yeah, they all are Legion of Doom, and I did showcases, played my music for them. But then DJ Folk was the first DJ to put me on a mixtape, mm. along with Wiley Sparks. DJ Folk first, the mixtape he put on was Trapped and Strong, and it had uh, Trick Daddy and Jeezy on it. That was big. Yeah, and then Wiley Sparks put me on this marijuana tape because I had this record called Mary Jane, and it had like Ludacris on it. Mm. And fast forward, Ludacris ended up being on. Let's go. Man. <laughs> 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 I like how you came in with that song. Yeah. Yes, right? Wow. So, you know, like I said, man, I've had the honor of being a fly on the wall in, in Big Crit's career in a lot of in a lot of hot man. Moments. He's like a trophy in the hall. Like trophy, <laughs> not a fly on the wall. It's like trophies leaving in trophies. Like, nigga, you did your shit. You did your shit. Now, no, but busted though. We had a we had a dinner with with one of the most legendary Ooh, we gonna talk about this? Yeah, we're gonna talk about this. One of the most legendary directors wow. in our time. That was a rough day for me. Eating Italian food and drinking red wine. Yeah. That was, right? that was and that round. It was amazing. Oh, all, yeah. all three oh, lines. Oh, 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 <laughs> I'm still going. Go. <laughs> I'm, you know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway, right? But anyway, I'm talking about the legendary. Spike, Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Do the right thing. Yep. Right? 
Now, now, what video was you trying to get Spike to shoot at that Grand time? Man, bro. Which happened to be the BB King. BB so. King record. Shout out to yeah. Steve. He was right. Yeah. Throw it. Throw it. You need the water, brother. Yeah. Oh, no. Right. So, 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 right. That you had a certain conversation with him. Yeah. You want to dive into and, that? And I and I want to dive into okay. that because I want you to share that conversation. Okay. What was that conversation? I mean, first off, we, we at this Italian restaurant, and I'm like, this is crazy. Like, we, like, I'm feeling like we don't really seem to do the right thing. I'm recording with him. <laughs> he pull up. They know him. Obviously, table and shit. We get there. We just talk about the video and shit. And I'm just so excited. I'm like, yo, this makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. You shooting a video with the kid, boom, boom. And he, he, was, <laughs> he started eating, and he was like, so what make you think he going to change 400 years of what people think about Mississippi? Mm. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, whoa, buddy. I don't fucking know. Hey, bro, my, my, my. Damn. Yo, bro, and it was God, like, yo. Because, you know, me, me, look, me and Smoker, like, really giddy. Like, we like, yo. And I don't even think I ate. I didn't even eat, bro. We was just, I was just sitting there, bro. And then he was, and it, 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 it just, I had this whole save the world mentality with my music. I'm gonna save the world, <laughs> you know. Man, when he said that to me, it was just that it was the beginning of people finally letting me know, like, bro, you finna put a lot of pressure on yourself. And I don't think you understand if it don't work out the way you want it to, it's gonna really fuck you up. Mm-hmm. But back then, I, all I heard was he was like, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Now I know he's like, look, bro, like this ministry is gonna be amazing. But maybe you shouldn't look at it <laughs> like that. You should look at it like I'm gonna do an amazing video with BB King. Mm. But I, I took it as if he told me I couldn't change people's mentality about Mississippi. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And bro, lo and behold, I'm this far of my career, and people still think about Mississippi some kind of way. Mm. So video or not, that's the perception of it isn't about whether they is about. How they view it and how they're gonna continue to view it. All I can do is keep trying to change the narrative, but I can't force it. So I, I remember leaving and I was just so defeated. And the video didn't even happen. It just it, the trajectory of my energy. I feel like played on how it even transpired. It was like I, I realized I didn't even really want to do it because I felt like he was like, ah, oh, that's that's not gonna be nothing. Mm. And I'm like, man, I got a record with BB King. Mind you, I've been in the studio with two profound artists, bro. I ain't gonna name them, and they told me. Getting a record with BB King is impossible, cause they were they were like they they, they sent records we never did, and I had got BB King. So they like, put their shortcomings on you. And I'm like shit. I'm in with Spike Lee, with, so it ain't even his fault. I think I let my insecurity about what he said, and I didn't even question it. I didn't even be like, well, wait, I didn't say what, what made you say that. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay, and I ate that shit, and then I went back to uh, Shaq's crib, and I just it just it's a downward uh, trajectory. Mm. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Because even being with you in those times, me hearing that right now, I didn't even add that into the equation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, being being on Def Jam still at this time, right? And, and you know, I want to say this is what it was for me. Okay. They didn't utilize you in the way they were supposed to. Right? Okay. Now, with that being said, Finally, was able to get off that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> for independence. Let's okay. go. Let's go. Right. Yeah. So now you get off 
and you're a fish on the limb. <laughs> what was that transition like? Scary as fuck. I called Dutch and Steve-O, and I was like, bro, I don't know what the fuck to do. And I think it was like working on uh, Forever the Night a Long Time, right? And niggas was like, bro, do whatever you want to do. I'm like, I don't understand what the fuck that means. It's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it was like, a, bro, you can do whatever you want to do now. And then that was the beginning of even being able to do a double album. The amount, the, the projects we put out, just really being free. And I think the day we told people that I, I was let go off of the, um, the label, we dropped music. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and people was like, damn, bro, we didn't even know you were signed to Dipsy. <laughs> He was like, he was like, are you signing this out? <laughs> I was like, I'm showing like, we, we post the paper, all that shit. And he was like, bro, it's more time to the Sunday. I was like, yeah, but I was with my, me, you want with no damn jail. I mean, it's right there. I got a jacket that they sent me. But you know what? I can see how a nigga can take out here with Dev Jail. Because I don't even think Dev Jail sometimes realized I was with Dev Jail, though. Me and Dutch walk into the motherfucker. Look, bro. So we go into the goddamn office one day. Meet the reception. So when you first get in there, it's like pictures of every artist signed to Def Jam, bro. Mm. Every artist. I think all we got seen that just got signed. And I'm looking at his photo. I'm looking at me. I'm just looking at everybody's photo. And I'm just like, oh, shit, I ain't on here. <laughs> like, wait, my right. Nigga. Been there about four or five years. And they only have a photo of a, a nigga. And then shout out to my rep at the time. I can't remember his name. He literally went out while I was, you know, talking to everybody in the building, doing interviews, and bought and put me up there. And I was like, wow. Close mouth on that, right? I was like, wow. I was like, wow, I'm on the wall. You know? Fuck it. That's history, B. Now, speaking of history, thanks. Do that shit off the classroom. Right? Because I'm missing so much history in these footnotes. I love talking to my, my brothers that was actually involved in this. Definitely. Because I wasn't. And I always felt left out every fucking year. Oh, word. Right? It was the double XL freshman cover. Oh. Right? So, so all of my peers got on this cover. And mm. it was elite. Mm. Right? Mm. And I never got on the cover. And, but all y'all were all. all me being. You being on the cover was me on the cover. Did Joey you? on the cover was me on the cover. Because y'all still held me down. Didn't when one y'all year, there. didn't one year you turned it down because you was like, bro, come on, I'm not a freshman. Hell no, I would have never turned it down. They, they would, man. Look, they could have gave it to me. How about five years ago, yeah. and I still wouldn't. Have <laughs> 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 how about that? I would not have turned that motherfucker down. Right I was, now. I'm not turning down nothing but my hey, college. I, I was taking that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you best believe I was taking I ain't that motherfucker. Fur, bro, that's they fucking laws, bro. Like and, then, and I'm gonna be real with you. You leave that situation and you still go back into the world where you created musically for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, some people when you there, you see the trajectory of even how the movement is, like the stylistic. You know what I'm saying? Like my homies, which shout out to shout out to Stevo because he's a marketing guru, photographer, and stylist, right? Mm-hmm. And my niggas like, bro, we gonna do this for you, right? Giving you right shit like that. But this like this is my friend. But these niggas is like hiring people. They coming through that motherfucker dressed in a way where it's like, bro, you don't dress like that every day, you know, and you know, everybody's kind of, and I was like, bro, the, and the jacket is iconic because that was the first time people saw my face with my brand right beside it. So it was like, oh, that's who Critty is, you know, 
But <laughs> I remember being there. Me, so I'm flying out late night. Me and fucking uh, Saha, we in the airport, and they tell you, man, you can't tell people what you want from the airport. And I'm, I'm looking at Saha, he looking at me like, you going for that thing? You going for? I'm like, yeah. Like, what you want? Like, you want rap at it? Yeah, like, yeah. It's like it's on the, it's on, it's on, on like people on the cover kind of shit. Like, yeah. So, oh, okay. We get on the plane and shit. We get there, bro. And that shit was like so far away from what I knew most of us all did because it's like, oh, now you, 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 now you out. You in the industry, bro. And people waiting like they. And that was the beginning. Like, oh, I, I, I went right back on tour. And I was like, shit, this is, <laughs> this is different. Mind you, Saha was fly as fuck on that cover, but it was so ahead of the time. Niggas ain't even know what to think about what he had on. Mm. Fashion-wise, a nigga was ahead of the curve. Now you look at what he got on, it's, it's like, regular. nigga, it's regular. Right. You know? But I look back then, I think by now we were still being authentically ourselves in the shows, within the music, even in that cover. Because people can easily catch me in, not all, like, my merch, who I am, what my brand says, even now. You know what I'm saying? Who was on that cover again? Shit. Uh, R.I.P. Mac, R.I.P. Fred, Meek Mill, Yellow Wolf, Saha, yeah, what's my nigga name? Bass God, Yellow Wolf. That was a nice freshman. What's my nigga name? Yellow Wolf. Well, I said Yellow Wolf. The homie that people be forgetting. Diggy Simmons was on the cover. Oh, nigga, Diggy, man. I was <laughs> Yeah, and little, uh, little uh, what's my G? Like the, the other young cat. Little Twist. Little Twist. <laughs> that nigga named everybody, yo. <laughs> yo, hold on. Nah, nah, nah. I gotta stand up. Diggy Simmons over Smoke Desert. Nah, nah, nah. It's okay. Hey, nah, it's okay. Man. Nah, it's nah, okay. No. It's okay. I'm, I'm your bro. man. I'm hey, your man. Look, hey, bro. Nah, nah, bro. No, I'm your man. Nah. Hey, nah, nah. 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 Hey. No, no. It's okay. No. Hey, let me no. say this. I would hey. never with nobody say. I'll tell Russell Simmons that. Hey, All man. Right. Hey. No disrespect. No disrespect. Hey. I tell Russell Simmons. Hey. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. We is not doing that. That's not, we, we not doing that. We're not doing that. It's okay. It's cool. It's okay. I'm sorry. It's good. It's okay. But we're not doing that. They had that shit. That's crazy. That's crazy. Don't worry about it. I'm mad over that. Every, every that day. was real. That yeah. was real. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, you know, it should be Chanel calling me. Yeah. 
stressing me out because yeah, big, big shots. We all shot. Well, man, part, everybody like, shot. Like, what you want to smoke? I get you on some drugs. I'm, I get you. I'm yeah. circling the parking lot. <laughs> like, I can't follow my car. Or I'm waiting, or I'm waiting to get in the club. I'm waiting for my friends. I'm circling. And, you know, at this time, I had my telephone. We had a family plan. Yeah. Right? Okay. And she cut my phone off. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and I couldn't I couldn't afford to get a motherfucking phone. And I think the iPhone 3 might have came out. Yeah, right? Some right? brand new, some brand new yeah. iPhone came out. We was in Dallas. Uh, I will never forget. We was in Dallas in the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> and I'm pulling out the little bit of hair I got left on. <laughs> I had a season. Yeah. <laughs> you still I had had Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And they was, they was amazing, right? was digging these wings Super Bowl up. crystal wings. Nigga. I Super think he was, he was bigging the wings up a day before we even got to where the wings were. I just couldn't wait of how good trying. the wings was. Yo, smoke. <laughs> Gotta try these wings, I promise you. It's the best wings you're ever gonna have. Mind you, <laughs> ten years later, finding out what Christmas is. Christmas is a burger spot. 
should have never been eating chicken that quick. I thought it was a type of wing. I should have never been Look, but they dropped the Super Bowl pack, bro, and they had wings, and I ate them all in Atlanta, and I just couldn't stop telling people about those shit. I'm like, bro, these wings is fire. And I ran into my niggas, like, bro, we're going to get on the road. You got to get these wings, nigga. And yeah, bro. Oh, yeah, I had the wings. Everywhere in the South got chicken. I had three chicken wings. That shit was crazy, bro. We stopped at Tour Bus like two or three times, bro. I'm in the back with my nigga. And my niggas like, bro, we got to stop the bus. I'm like, bro, we we, we got to, you know, we got to go to sound shit, bro. We got to get there. And my niggas like, bro, we got to stop this motherfucker. He was so mad. I ain't never seen smoke. Don't really get mad at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga was so mad at me, bro. Like, why you made me do that, bro? Yo. Like, yo, that was great time, bro. Addicted to the wings. Addicted to the wings. <laughs> that nigga was so disappointed in me. Fire. Was I shot fire out my ass? Alright? Them fucking wings were so spicy, they talk. I didn't know what to do. Bro, but he was like, boo, we got shot. I sat on two pillows after everything was over. I didn't know what to do with myself. Bro, that shit was like, bro. But I felt, I was like, damn, bro. And then from that point on, it was them Frisco's and Ruth Chris and shit. Yeah, man, we made nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Like, I make up. It's like, bro, you meet, yeah, we double eagle. We share <laughs> hotel rooms in 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 the in the um in the La Quinta Inn. We you we still in motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Your bill come back. <laughs> <laughs> you are extra hundred and fifty dollars. Oh pillows. Mind you, we didn't even realize. I'm taking every taking pillow. <laughs> Nigga, we been in trolley is like, yo, bro, they was like, yo, the bill crazy talking about people taking pillows. We in the white van, my nigga. Niggas getting the bus and shit. We look back. This nigga got like ten white pillows. <laughs> this nigga been hitting up every hotel taking the pillows, bro. Niggas yeah. need to comfort over us, man. I feel you, bro. But he had the white bed, man. It was padded, man. Bro, that nigga had. I was like, bro. And then he had put my nigga Mookie Jones onto it too. So Mookie oh, shit, fucking taking Mookie. pillows too. Everybody yeah, trying like, bro. Oh man, Mookie Jones. Hey Dutch, remember when Mookie? Remember when Mookie got? Hey Dutch, Yo. remember when Mookie got lost in like Austin or some shit? Another story, another story. But anyway, oh, it's, right. it's some stories. Though. Oh man, that was so Ooh, fun. Raleigh, That's North Carolina, y'all eating them bitches and shit with that chicken, and everybody uh, got sick. Nigga. I didn't get sick on that one. What that was one it called? Time? Remember the time out? It was like some. It shit. was time out. That was it called? It was time out, but they didn't get me sick. Okay, I didn't. I was like, yo, yeah. knife one was like, yo, we gotta see. Yeah, we gotta go by this spot, get these chicken biscuits. See, damn, now I was trying to remember that. Yeah, the gravy. <laughs> I was trying to remember that. The last time I was in North Carolina. Now, it's, 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 I would be a terrible conversationalist to not bring up these two people that I'm about to bring up right now because they're important footnote in, in me even meeting Big Chris. And that is Wally Sparks, Wally Sparks. and Big Son. Big son, Walter Cronkite and MFOG. And the MFOG. Yeah. Now, I'm going to start with son. Okay. How did you meet Big Son? I met son when I was 13 years old. Wow. Uh, son knew my brother, <clears throat> but I, I there was this record label in my city named Platinum Plus, and they was passing out cards to me. That's how crazy it is. Like, they had, like, business cards. Mm-hmm. If you got one, that means you was actually, like, freestyling, like, crazy in the city and shit. Mm-hmm. So everybody was like, I want to sign Platinum Plus. Turns out, the dude that ran Platinum Plus was Big Son Cousin. Big son to my brother. I was the. I had did a freestyle tape over like literally like karaoke machine tape over here, and I had like beats from off the internet. So I had like the funeral beat uh, by the clips. I had like a few other things like fucking blasphemy by Tupac, and I was just rapping on them hoes off the dome, right? 
son come over to holler at my brother, and my brother like, yeah, my, my, you know, my little brother rap. He's like, oh, yeah, bet, whatever. And then I play the tape, and that nigga, like, ever since then, nigga's like, bro, you, you got something. And at that time, son had a record called Box Chevy mm. that was actually kind of moving throughout the city. And from that, from that, it's just like, bro, come over here. So I'm meeting people like Mommy Black, uh, Cat Named Baby Ray was, like, running the radio, like, as far as, like, music on the radio. And he was, like, the first person in our city that we saw sell actual physical copies. And son, you know, taught me how to write bars, structure, and shit like that. And, like, really being like, bro, like, get out here, let people hear you freestyle. And me and, I kid you not, me and son battled about <coughs> 20 motherfuckers, bro, at a house party. That's crazy. Me and him both, because going crazy, nigga, like, battle rapping. And I'm looking at <laughs> Yeah, that sounds funny, because some New York niggas. Shit ain't on YouTube, nigga. Shit ain't documented, but I did it. I win this kind of shit, nigga. Talk this shit, Chris. Talk this shit, Chris. You and Numbers was doing this. Like, like, right? Me and Numbers definitely was battling. I know, nigga, with Dutch in the back, like, yeah. <laughs> 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 Nobody look. Y'all forgot where I was at. Talking about battle rap. Big, big son. Me and Big son. Yeah, well, I don't like how y'all niggas laugh. <laughs> no, no, no. I was like, you no, for one. It's the way you one, said it. I think it's the way you said it. Yeah, yeah. I can definitely imagine what you're doing. Yeah, but that's, I forget, this is what y'all do. Like, yeah, that's, that's, you know, yeah, I'm sorry. That's that was not impressive here. That's how everybody got on, though. Yeah, but Literally, see. That's how everybody yeah, got but on. It's just not. It, if I had to say that in Denver, Colorado, you know what I'm saying? Maybe niggas be like, oh, that's crazy. Y'all niggas be like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, but son was like definitely the first person to introduce me to people. And then he introduced me to Money Black, which is also his cousin. Hmm. Money Black was an engineer for Top Dollar. Right, which is the label for my cousin Quack had East End Production with my cousin Lone Star, and so it was all a lot of people in my city that I personally knew. But Money Black was the first person that I he was on Tascam, bro. Oh, don't worry about it, bro. and uh, ADAP machines. Hmm. So my, my partner had bought two ADAP machines. He was charging people to record. He didn't know how to cut and paste the hook. Because if you ever work on ADAP, it's literally a tape, my G, and you gotta know the numbers, splice it, the tape, redo itself. Some old school analog shit. I talk to my nigga like, hey bro, you need to get this shit called Pro Tools. Mm. What the fuck is that? He's like, man, it's this digital shit, Tascan 12 track thing. He bought the shit. He was like, man, this shit is just too many buttons and lights and shit. <laughs> and my nigga was like, bro, you know what? I'm gonna give you the speakers. You can have the computer, the Pro Tools, and you just fuck with it. Mm. And so he was the first person that really showed me how to mix engineer and then gave me the tools to do it myself. Mm. So that's why Just Touch Down comes from his equipment. Oh, wow. Yes. <coughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So you learn something new every day. Yeah, man. Yeah. Damn, I didn't know that neither. Yeah, that's crazy, right? <laughs> so, so, all right, so now DJ Wally Sparks. Yes. The Wallace. Wallace, Wallace the Wallace Sparks. the Owl. Walter I feel Walter Cronkite. Because he has every hidden gem of information that you need. We'll be talking about some shit. Why do you know? Why do you need to go on Jeopardy? Why should be on Jeopardy, my G? It's like, yeah, you didn't know? Fuck no. Why do you know it? Where did you learn that shit? Why they like, oh, so I don't tell you this. How did you meet Wally? Man, I met Wally. So my cousin was management at the time, D. Jones. Wally was... Popular South with DJ here, like just touch down. Like most people did. I don't even think it was MySpace. I think we had pressed up discs and CDs um, and we just passed them out. And so Wiley was like the first person that really, really believed in just touch down. Hmm. I was like, yo, bro, I need everybody to hear this. 
again, he had put that Mary Jane record on his tape. And so I remember the first time I actually met Wally was at TJ DJ's in, um, in um, Orlando. Because mm. he was having like a tastemaker. That was the first time I actually met him. And me and my cousin scraped up what we could to drive down there. And uh, at the time, Wally still living in Tennessee and shit. And then he was like, bro, this is it. And um, I was able to meet Trader True. He don't even remember. He probably met Trader True, Junior Beverly. I met so many people there. And TJD, I was like, yo, this is so crazy. There was so many. TJ, oh, I think, DJ. Yeah, I think Flo Rida performed in that motherfucker. It was like the beginning of shit. Mm. I was like, yo, fuck, this is, this is where I need to be. And then we barely made it back to the crib. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then probably continued to set in. But Wally stayed very consistent with telling me, bro, don't give up. Don't quit. And he'll tell you, man, a number of times I called him and I ain't had no money, nothing. And I was like, yo, OG, I, I don't know if I can keep doing this. He's like, look, just keep putting out music. I mean, you know, if you got to go back to Meridian and do it, but I'm going to rock with you. And this was around the time that all hip-hop was only putting up four songs on a playlist at the mm-hmm. time. And uh, I think I think either – I know Wiz had made it at the time. Um, on some breeding ground shit, and, and they finally mentioned me on some random shit, and I was like, oh, I gotta keep doing this, bro. And then me and Bob, because Bob had Cloud Nine, so it was going crazy in Atlanta at that time. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. We need to we need a big crit top five. <clears throat> mm. Top five what? Wait, you're not saying top five MCs. Top five MCs. I got need I need that. Man, can I come back at a later date? You know, this shit. No. Ah, <laughs> uh, Andre 3000, Bun B. Ooh, shit. Me, me, and Smoke Dizzle. Ah, <laughs> I like that. I like it too. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Drake right. 3000. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely. Now, I, right. you know, if I'm yeah. talk, if I'm talking to right. Big Crit, I always say when I when I when I talk to Big Crit on camera, I'm gonna talk about everything. <clears throat> Forever is a mighty. Double CD. Yes. Big Crit vs. Justin Timberlake. Hey, doing that. Right. So, a lot of us artists in this time don't do double CDs. Ooh, it was... Look. <laughs> right? It was tough. It was tough. Now, I, I know. So that, that's why I'm getting in. That's why I'm getting Steve into the conversation. And Dutch, like, y'all want to do a double album. And it came out. That <laughs> shit was tough. <laughs> it was from back and forth. It's like, let's do it. And then Wes be working on it. <laughs> what like what kind of work went into creating that project man like uh, literally forever my long time is the little boy on forever the day growing up it's like you're dealing with the, the same thing I just see it it's one thing to see it and you don't know what you want to be it's another thing to be in it and then you're trying to choose between which one is more beneficial you know it's, I do a record like mm-hmm. the Vent but they want country shit but you do a country shit people want the Vent it's still you but when you're trying to sequence that album, where do those songs go normally? They go over to the tail end. Mm. Think about iTunes, they say, oh, what's your single? Normally, a single is in, comprised of the first four songs on your iTunes like album. It's like, oh, this is your strongest song, which is normally the fourth one. By the time you get to track 12, it's decreasing because people have now listen to albums, first five, six songs, shuffle, playlist, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, the whole album's not getting played the same. So it was like, well, let me separate the two. I can give you everything of this side of me and I can give you everything of this side of me and I don't have to worry about sequencing. Mm. I don't have to worry about whether Get Away works with Keep the Devil Off. Mm. Or 1999 really doesn't go with motherfucking uh, 
Motherfucking, uh, damn, my brain is just like bury me in gold. Mm. I can keep them oh, separate. Shit, oh, and then you don't, as a listener, you don't feel bad listening to it like that either. Because I'm not making you feel like you should be in the club one minute and be like, damn, I ain't in the club. Mm. <laughs> you like, you can just stay on the club side for as long as you want. Right. You know? Yeah, but it's, it's just that the duality that we all have as artists, bro. And it, it comes with knowing that you put your entire life on record. People tell you which record they really like, and you make more of those records and less of the ones they say they do. But it's still you. It's still you. Yeah. I mean, it's art at the end of the day. Yeah, no, nah, that, but that album, was, that album was a beautiful, like, process still in a sense. I remember walking on the covers, uh, uh, me and Steve-O, and just talking about what it looked like and the, the back and forth. Then we fucking dropped the album, and then we started seeing other people that would never say they was influenced by the shit. Well, nigga, I know where you got this fucking well, sure. idea. <laughs> but we ain't the type to be like, hey. To call them out. Hey, nah, you got that for like, thank you. Yeah, it, thank you. Know? yeah. Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Yeah, I like that, but is it, does it go with bank accounts? No. Oh, I like that one. Fuck, I would like, yeah, these <laughs> need to be mixed. Give me yeah, the greatest form of flattery and bank accounts. <laughs> Nigga, flatter the fuck out of you, but you broke as shit. Whoa, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I don't like yeah. that. I think bring it back. Yeah, yeah, bring it back. Yeah. Pay it Put me on. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Say, you know hey, what? you did this for me. How about? What's up, baby? Yeah, we why your shows all do so well yeah. right <clears throat> so with that being said you know you, you started with using a DJ yeah for your shows yeah and at some point within your journey in performing you like I gotta up it up a notch yeah I watch you create a whole stage show yeah for yourself yeah. now a lot of artists don't take their craft as serious as other artists like yourself, right? Because yeah. not only the work goes into that, but the money goes into that too. Yeah, it's dope, though. Right? That's like, you should not do that. <laughs> I don't right. think we can do that. <laughs> bro, I really want to do that. Look, bro, you shouldn't do that. Right now. You can't do that. <laughs> no, bro. Now, 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 with you just being this, this fucking, not, I don't, what's the word for it? This coveted musician that you want your shit to sound a certain way. Right. What made you get to the point where you want to utilize it and not want to rely on the re- a DJ playing your record? So I, I would say this. DJ, still rock with it. And still happy when we had live, mus- uh, live instrumentation. What happened was, South by Southwest, that same show we all did in 2010, Devin got on stage, bro. And the nigga didn't have no vocals. All he had was a click. He was rapping doing the DJ scratching in his verse, nigga. And I was like, hold on. It's like, is he rapping over like over his track? He's like, no, nah, he don't. No, it's instrumental and hook. And he do, he got all that shit. I was like, wow. I was like, that I got to do that. Because the clarity, and it was just like, I was, I was mind blown. And then, you know, I get up there, I'm rapping over the two track. I'm competing with the speakers. There's no 
Like, I got to get just as crunk as my actual song sound. So, me trying to do dynamics and just slow it down and be player, I can't. I got to keep up with the song. Nigga, once I, there was no vocals in that shit and it was just a hook, I can be more player. I can turn up. I can lay back. I can let them say it. And it's so clear. And from that, you don't, you go from needing uh, what would be a hype man to not needing one. Because you're not competing with the music, so you know nobody would yell. Then you go to that the band. Everything is it's sound. It's, it's just a singular feel. And I wanted that. And I saw that motherfucker do the thing. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. It's like, oh, this is this is extreme. This is like this is legend. This is like the way you perform. And a lot of my records is turned, bro. So if I'm up there yelling over the track and we, bro, you seen me years of doing country shit. By the time I get off stage, my voice is crazy. Done. And he's be like, damn, bro, your first two albums, your voice was so deep. I was like, my shit was shot. Mm. And you do side by side with, but it's nine shows a day, nigga. Mm-hmm. We freestyling, we fucking in blues bars, we got them <laughs> on, on the, the, the top of, uh, what the fuck, what's the name of that shoe store? We on the, the diamonds, we just oh, the diamonds. Every, we're fucking everywhere, bro. And they have a real show at night, and we all sound like shit. Mm. And I'm drinking tea, we fucking just going crazy. The craziest footnote from, from what you just told me was the inspiration from Devin the Dude because I never knew that that was what you saw to make you be like, Nigga, we was all I in the corner that. mesmerized. Well, y'all was high. I was high. I, I was, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was I, just, I was just laughing. Like, I, I was, was like, crazy. oh my I God. I didn't really think about and the work that went in the way. Yeah, because he closed. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, that was fucked up. And I'm thinking, he's doing the scratching, but the DJ wasn't, there was no turntables. So I'm just keeping it. Who the fuck is doing it? He's <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of his verse. And won't say the word and just scratch off and just like, what the fuck? And it's always been like that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So, right, it started with. Crit was here. Yeah. Crit is here. Yeah. Right. Now, Crit is here is, is a project that I personally love because I feel like I saw. I mean, I see the progression in every one of your albums, mm-hmm. but in this album, it, it felt more big league. Yeah. Right. And 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 the fact that it was big league because it was big Crit and not because it was on some major label that made it big. Yeah. League, yeah, yeah. I it think was, that made it more bigger for me. It was relationships we built over time. Yeah, right. Yeah, my, right. Yeah. Right. So. Um, so, <laughs> right. So, with that being said, you know some of the features on that record. Like, I love as a as a fan of Big Crit, I love hearing you rap with other niggas yeah. that's considered those niggas, yeah. right? Because I know what you're gonna do. Okay. Right. So, addiction with yeah. Lil Wayne. Sweetie. For one, I would yeah. shout out Sweetie. Yeah. I was so excited that my brother had a record with Lil Wayne. It's just crazy. It's crazy. How did that come? Mm. I mean, well, I got a. I mean, first off, the entire album coming off of TDT, we went and worked with uh, Dangelo, Rico Love from Miami, um, and it was me, Steve O, Dutch, and uh, an engineer by Warfield. And it was a very, you know, kind of letting go of the process by which I make music. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of working with other people, and I even think even Camper, you know, came down and worked. Um, and so for that particular album, it was like just letting go. And really listening to Rico, Danger Nam, it's like, yo, try this, try that, bro. It's a lot of records that didn't make it on that album. I'm like fucking 50-something songs. 
and we had a hole at Tree Sounds. I remember. Saying, I came. I you were there, bro. This the, like we listen to all them fucking records, bro. But if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. It was me being like, you know what? I'm gonna try it this way. And from that experience, it was a different kind of show too. So. Like, I made, bro. Like, I did that record I made. And then I was like, shit. it was like, oh, man, it's in the can. And then they was like, yo, they love this shit now. Like, they, they love this record. Mm. You know? And I'm like, word? You know, but me, I was a tunnel vision. Like, I know what I do, this is what I do. So I'm people like, oh, man, people like, yeah, this is this is the one. And people fucking with this. And it, it worked in a way where I was, like, even doing the shows. Like, a different kind of energy. It got a different kind of like a, a different youthful support base behind me was mm-hmm. having Yellow Bees on the album, having Wayne, obviously, and uh, Cole, even prove Cole it. Prove it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, with Wolf on that, and mm-hmm. then being able to do the record. Um, oh, man, it just slipped my mind, man. I'm looking at the homie Nip right now because I wanted to get him on the song. Ah. That's unbelievable. Believe. Believe, yeah. And so it was just, it was, it was great for what I needed to do as far as sonically for my career. Um, and yeah, that was definitely a team effort with getting me to work like that. You know, kind of sure. letting go of the reins. Like, bro, I, I, ain't, I ain't worried about producing. You know. When did you sure. meet Nipsey? Shit. Um, that was like a few. No, no, no. I had met him before that. But I had met Smoke before that, though. And so, but I knew about Nip. So that's how. So, um, Shipes had sent me the fact he was working with Sean Kingston at the time. And I was like, I don't believe this. This is my space. I was like, man, get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh-huh, no, nah, this can't be real. And then um, it transformed. He was, he told, he told me he was working with this cat, you know, out of L.A. And he sent me Nip music. And he was like, yo, Nip, you know, they heard Just Sit Down. They want to make something similar. Now, he and I were like pump faking or whatever. And then I remember being in uh, Atlanta and I saw Nip perform on the BET Awards. Because he was telling me, like, yo, he's going to be the next dude out. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, but he really is making moves. That's when the movement for me kind of started. It was like, all right, I'm going to really kind of rock with him and see what happens. Um, but I actually physically met Smoke first, and then I met Nip, and then it was just, yeah, bro. It was like the amount of knowledge that Nip had for just independence before anybody realized what was going on. But me, I'm like, I'm going to sign. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. Like, yeah, but it was definitely a, a couple. Like, I knew, he knew what he wanted then. Right. And I, I was still just trying to figure my shit out. You know, another record I loved on on um on Crip is here, New Flames, LA. LA. Yeah. Now only song I produced on that right. Wally oh, fought for that. Really? Yeah, that's the only song I produced on that. That's crazy. I didn't even know that. Yeah, Wally fought for because that. Because when out of the fifty songs when we was in in, in Tree Sounds, I played that last. That was one of the songs I was like Yeah. I love that one. You yeah. know, and, and to see you perform that with that art. Yeah, that's what you got going on, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, yo, shout out to the, yo, that, that came That was fucking amazing, yeah. bro. That was amazing. Man, let me tell you how nervous you, let me tell you something, bro. I ain't never been so nervous to have a woman goddamn doing the art on the pole doing her thing, and I got to rap and jump around her, bro. Got me fucked up, man. <laughs> bro, I found you. DBIC is, I'm hearing DBIC talk, right? DBIC like, yo, bro, room almost, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, they getting it ready. I'm like, cool. So we got Dutch and Shiloh. And you know me Shiloh, man. You know, Shiloh's a sis. Shiloh's strong as fuck. But look, small frame, 
pushing this big ass. That shit heavy as fuck, bro. They trying to put this shit together. And I'm talking, and they put it together behind me, but we don't want nobody to know that they finna do this art form. And I swear, bro, every time they put that shit up and they throw them sandbags down, I'm like, this gonna be the night. It's gonna be a fucking night. Like I said, it's gonna be the night. Like, no. And he was like, they're gonna go too crazy, go too hard, and this motherfucker's gonna fall on me. Or I'm gonna knock her off. It's gonna be a fucking night. You know what I'm But it just added a different element to it that brought the song together so much, bro. And so, and even being able to do the album rollout, and then be at Blue Flame, and then be ballet dancers outside and orchestra and shit. I mean, I turned a strip club to a fucking ballet situation. So, I mean, shout out. To and you. shout out to the team. And shout out to the team, you know what I mean? You, I, I, I like to go grammatical order into, into shit, okay. right? Now, I'm going to get into an album that I personally love, okay. right? Because I've been listening to Would It Matter. Ooh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, does it matter to you? Tell me, would it matter to you? Is this love? Right? Is it, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because let me tell you, like, <laughs> the records that I love from Big Crit for myself... Yeah. Is the records that you be doing that shit on there, oh. <laughs> right? Okay. And and I had a whole album of that. Ah. And I was a kid in the candy store. Thank you. Bro. You know <laughs> what I mean? And it's like, for one, it's a lot of it's a lot of bravery in going into mm-hmm. making a project like that, yeah. dedicating a project to just one sound that we used to you doing. Yeah. But we're not used to a whole album of it, yeah. right? And to, to hear the different voices. On that motherfucker yeah. and then know all of them is you. You like motherfucking Eddie Murphy <laughs> in your own movie, right? Because <laughs> you doing all this, you doing all of this shit that I can't, that I don't think nobody can do, right? Uh, I'm not even gonna start calling this shit out, but that shit is amazing. Yeah. It is an amazing yeah. body of work. Thank you, bro. Okay? I can't. I, I mean, why I say this is three vocalists on this me, which is all the singing from a male perspective. Uh, and it's an amazing R&B singer named Roland from a female perspective. Uh-huh. perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the homie Modre did the talk box on Show You Right. So I, I can't, I gotta, I gotta, yeah, I gotta, yeah, I gotta, I gotta shout them out. Roll but, clean, that's my shit. Yeah, yeah. Boring. <laughs> Boring, That's yes. my shit. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, generation. Is it a way down? Way down. Yeah. That's my shit. And you know, I, I want to say, I'm going to highlight in that record because if, if somebody want to know how you're doing or, or who you are, mm-hmm. You can listen to that album and really find out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. on way down on general on generation, yeah. it's like you 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 taking us there. Mm-hmm. You taking us yeah. there. All you gotta do is listen. Yeah. All you gotta do is listen again, <laughs> right? <laughs> and and as an artist, brother, I appreciate that. Yeah, the right. openness. Oh yeah, trans- to, to, to transparency to share your your life yeah. under the scope. Yeah. Now with you creating this album, did you have a conscious effort in giving us that, or mm-hmm. did it just go there? Man, I, yeah. I did this record called, well, the record Just For You. I had done that February of 2020. I sent it to Dutch. Like, I did it, I swore I was in the jail. I'm fucking on the treadmill. Like, Dutch, you gotta hear this song. I wasn't doing shit, but I was just like, you know, still living the same lifestyle, trying to get my, my shit together. It was like, yo, this shit hard. I was like, you like that shit? He's like, yeah, this shit hard. And that's when the beginning of Okay, well, I'm gonna do more records like that. But it was going back and forth about what the album sounded like, how I would feel. Um, and then it was just really like, no, I'm gonna make an entire love album. You know, because I had already had all the time, but it sounded totally different. Show You Right was a very rough version. But then once I got in with the musicians, shout out to Shout Out to Mad Violinist, Jay Brown, Jerry Alexander, Mike Hardnett, um, these people, and they obviously Camper, and they, oh, getting in with Camper, I did. I did the the South Side of the Moon. 
So this was this was when we were like, oh okay, I these shit, they, they, this all making sense, and that was like, okay, let's I'm gonna make this a male vibe, and it's a very, I mean, yeah, you, the process by making it become strenuous because you want it to make sense, but I didn't, I'm bro, I probably only made twenty songs to make that album though, like every song ended up being exactly what it needed to be. That shit is jam, and that's that's the beauty of it. That was that, and then it was experiences, so it's even easier to write, hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, with experience, shit is definitely, you know, uh, a cheat code in, in making records because people yeah. feel like, you know, you're thinking about saying the shit, but no, I experienced it. Yeah. I'm going I mean, when you say shit like, my name ring bells from Wellington to Belgium, I mean, you gotta, you gotta know that it happens. You gotta know that happens. It happens. Yeah. Then it's not gonna just call out that's that. You're not gonna just say that. <laughs> you gotta fucking know that happens. <laughs> You know, when you smoke Thundercush across the board, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're trying, you know, you know. Yeah, nigga, you don't remember that no. shit. I we always been smoking steel in the rear right now. That nigga get some weed. That shit had him at the interview. Like, yeah, bro, I don't know about Steve. Steve. Steve be like, nah. I was He's like, like, bro, you need to like like smoke weed in LA. LA. I don't like, <laughs> like when you smoke weed in LA. You, you scratching this shit. You, we wasn't in LA. I don't like that, that shit. That wasn't in LA. It was in LA. That was in San Francisco. San Francisco. Oh, oh uh, pardon me. I say LA. Cal- it was in California. Oh, oh, I like when I smoke in California. So I thought we was in like fucking Canada. <laughs> <laughs> no, we was definitely in San Francisco. Oh, dude. You oh, on that pile, <laughs> motherfucker. He was like, yeah, you know. My nigga was like, bro. He did. Oh, I think that was a nervous reaction. It might have been a nervous reaction. Bro, but that the same, bro. That whole experience was wild. Oh, the edibles? Like everybody was eating edibles and shit? Uh, that wasn't. It's never a good time. No, no, but nigga. Oh, man, I had to go do, uh, what's that? What's the homie in San Francisco, the DJ, bro? The OG. Oh, I can't think of his name. We, me, Wally, and Shaw Money, and Dutch went to go holler at him and shit. Ah, I'm pissed. I can't think of his name. The homie from San Fran. Always show up. At any rate. All y'all motherfuckers that got gone, right? Yeah, just edibles, burner come through. You know what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, San Francisco burner. Yeah, you always come through. My G. I look yeah. back and ask Wiley a question. Like, yo, what? what? Oh, my bad. No, you good. I look back and ask Wiley a question. Like, yo, what, what's the name of that song that, you know, we... Wiley looked at me, looked at his shoelaces. Mm-hmm. And was like, my shoelaces white, right? <laughs> and I'm like... I'm like, Wally, yes, your shoelaces are white. <laughs> what was the name of that song? I'm just saying, my shoelaces are white, right? Oh, yeah, he was talking about Nigga, then Sha Money is in the booth and they asking the questions. And then Sha hollers out, Did you know if you fart on the airplane, nobody can smell it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in that bitch like, What the like, what fuck? What is happening? Yeah, that was a lot. That was, I mean, it's a like, it's a fun place. It's a fun yeah, place. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah, that was. Oh, that's true, though. Bruh. It's definitely. Oh, wait, if you fart in the airplane. He swore by it. I don't think. <laughs> I wouldn't try it. He like, no. He like, no. Nigga, smell that shit. He's gonna smell that shit. He's like, yeah, that's true. And it's isolated. I feel like it can't go nowhere. I mean, maybe if you fart, you can't smell. But I think. If you well, sit next to the bathroom, I fought a many times. Oh, and now you smell the bathroom. You smell the bathroom. Fuck out of here. That's why I said you smell the bathroom. If a nigga go in there and drop a load, yeah, yeah, yeah. and open the door on the way out, you were asking this nigga a serious question. He was like, yo, did you know? I said, fuck you up. I think I should have known better because he went into the booth to talk. First off, I'm outside the booth. We like all talking, and the OG went into the booth, I think, and then started doing the interview and shit. Should have known then. 
<laughs> it was good times though, man. It was uh yeah, the game was good times. That's just good, good fucking times, you know what I mean? And now to the present, you know what I mean? We got an album coming out. Uh, you know what I mean? Press. Together full court press. Yeah, Talk me, 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 you yeah. and Wiz. I put you on free. You know what I mean? I put you on free. A group a group album that I'm very proud That's to be a shit. part of. That shit is fun, bro. It's bucket list yeah. shit for me. Yeah. Because I currency, currency on that shit too. Yeah, so. And spit on it. Because every time I post it, niggas be like, where's Spitter? Where's Spitter? Where's Spitter? Where's Spitter? Where's Spitter? Ask, ask Spitter, man. That nigga got a motherfucking page. <laughs> <laughs> Stay off my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I be ready to say something to y'all niggas like, yo, what you mean where he's on the shit? Stop he asking. It, yeah. The fuck is wrong with y'all? Yeah, but, I, I think the degree by which we recorded it in the beginning, I don't think, is the understanding of that. We all was working with Grail Talk. Separately. Separately, yeah. So, he would come in and I, even that record, uh, the record with me and Wiz, um, mm-hmm. how the story goes. How the story goes. He yeah. played the record to, for me without, well, with Wiz, you know what I'm saying, a verse on it, I think. And then I just elaborated with the hook and did, did a verse. Mm. And then he, he played. He did that with me with, yeah. with the joint that we got. Yeah. Out, yeah. So it, it's like, I don't know, it, maybe it's even it's the DJ and him that also know, like, oh, we, this record sound perfect with this person. But we all had our own records and shit. And so I think that's what made it even doper, though, because we were being such ourselves working with him. So when we got around each other, like, well, I'm going to just keep kicking the shit. I've been kicking any Literally. Literally. Because that's what, you know, that's what it was all about. But, bro, that shit was effortless, bro. Effortless. Like you said, we had four records before we got there. So I want to say it's how the story goes. Um, the other joint, the um, other uh, that's, that's what the haters get, get right? Yeah. Um, you had the record season, with Wiz, season. Right? Nope. You had a record with Wiz. Nope. I had seasons. Okay. And Wiz had um, Ready for Love. Ah. Right. So, so those is four records. Now the six records that's remaining that made the album. Yeah. Is the records we cut in that one session that we had. That's crazy, bro. We did six records in the span. I want to say six hours. Yeah. It was like God. But bro, it wasn't even like niggas was really working for six hours. It was so much laughing, fucking. It was a lot. It was, <laughs> it was a lot of talking shit, bro. A lot and of then like, shit. oh, we gonna do that one, and then we just fucking do it. And you know, it was literally the all star game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right now, we had the parade. Yeah. We just had the parade because <laughs> we played the game when we was recording the yeah. motherfucker. So I felt like it was so refreshing and, and easy to just do my part because I got two juggernauts yeah. that's gonna do what they need to do and all I gotta do is show up man bro it's that but it's that and I was camaraderie but bro it's that the beacon of I know we if I see Smoke Digger a part of it and I know my homie happy about it then that let me know it's good energy mm. you know what I'm saying I, right. I, I we see you all the time I see you all the time up until that point I hadn't seen Wiz in years Facts. think about that mm. so again Smokey Smokey there I'm there. And then everybody else pulling up like, yo, what's good? So, nigga, no. It was very much like, oh, hell yeah. It you was know? a good bridge. Yeah. Was, you know, Greg knew what he was doing. He was he like, he was like, all right, you know, I know him and Chris Close, and I know yeah, him and Chris Close. He's a fucking mad scientist. I know, I know yeah, he pinky in the brain, John. Yeah, he mad scientist, He said, hey, man, how, what do you think about coming to record with Wiz and Chris? And I'm like, I was like, what you mean? What, what it, it, you can fly me That's like, is it, You know, it's after that phone call, I called you through the. Yeah. Hey, Once man. I heard you jump on the song, 
I was in, I was literally going through TSA, leaving Denver, and I was like, oh, this shit really happened. I was like, smoking on the goddamn record. And then yeah, the pandemic hit, bro. And then we all heard the album three weeks ago. Literally, and it's, 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 it's <laughs> the album. Talk about it. The album, you know, to not talk about it too much. You see the cover, and when you hear the album, you'll appreciate the cover because it sounds exactly how it looks. Unfuckwittables. It's a good time. You know what I mean? Unfuckwittables. The Avengers. No fucking around crew. No fucking around crew. Literally, right? So you know, before I let you go, um, we got this segment on our show. You you prepare for your segment? Shoot the five. Shit. No. You prepare? We do shoot the five still. Oh shit! You want to shoot the five? We still shoot the five. I I I got a question for my. You you really used to work at Blockbuster? Nigga, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a great job, man. You got seven free rentals a week. Talk your shit. Nigga, peep it though. But most people didn't watch seven free rentals. So if you was cool enough. They would give you a rentals too. So nigga, I'm renting like 14 movies a week, nigga, and I'm watching everything. I watched over 250 movies when I was in Motherfuckers would come to me and be like, have you seen this? I'm like, yeah, I saw it. It's like, can you tell me about it? So I became the guy that they knew if some shit came out, they could ask me about it and I'd give them a great synopsis of what's happening. No spoiler alerts. And then if you I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna try this. Or I, rec- I recommend shit. I remember when it all went fucking downhill though. Netflix was making a killing because they're mailing people to DVDs. Mm. Mind you, you can send it back whenever you want, as long as you send it back. Blockbuster, like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to give people passes. We're going to turn it into, all you got to do is pay a $25 subscription. You can rent as much as you want. It's like, oh, this is going to get bad. (laughs) (laughs) Every movie was only an hour, dog. Nigga rent five movies. You know what he do? He drive back after the five hours and rent five more. Now it ain't no movies. Niggas just rent. $25 $25 subscription, they're like, oh, well, what else you got? New movie come out, everything's on. Because everybody can just come get the motherfucker. I remember that happened. Then they try to dial it back. It was like, oh, no, nah, you know, you well, we going to try to cut it. So they could have switched it up. They're like, because that's brick and mortar, my nigga. Netflix was onto some shit way early. Like, way early. Fuck a brick and mortar. We send it to you. Gem 
even though you are a gem and it's been so many gems that have been dropped on this episode, I want you to share gems to anyone that's chasing their dreams. Can I read you a quote I got earlier today? Of course, I love shit like that. All right, let me read this to you. You know, because I could tell them to pay their taxes and you should get you a good lawyer if you sign a deal. Definitely understand that money is in order for you to live your life and not blow it all on bottles and all that shit because you're going to have to pay it back. Mm-hmm. Leave that there. And if you go in the red, you fuck. Mm-hmm. But this quote says, bro, let me get to it. Like, mm-hmm. Let's take your time. One second. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to show somebody some shit that we can't find. She says, between the banks of pleasure and pain flow the river of life. If you spend much time on either bank, you will miss out on life. Mm, dang. So we, we chase what we chase, and that's cool, right? But it's about having the balance of knowing when to still live your life, though. Like, I wouldn't be able to write about Just the Ones That Don't Die had I not experienced love. Love is a very baseline thing. Either you saw it, you experienced it. Some of the stuff I'm talking about is what I saw my parents go through. But I experienced it. If you ask me to talk about what I did between 2020 and 2021, that was true experience. All I did was grieve, be confused, in the unknown, not really knowing what I'm supposed to be doing with myself. But if you ask me about love, I can tell you about that since I can remember seeing it. Mm. So there's no way I could have went out of that and then wrote an album about something other than something I really know. Because I've been lying to you to tell you to do something other than get your mind right. Love on your folk, <laughs> you know, get your community together. Are you eating? Did you change it? Because we always trying to get our minds together. So I decided first thing I do, I'm gonna write about what I know because I didn't experience nothing but loss, mm. misunderstanding, miscommunication. So let me write about that in love. And that's a gem from the walking gem. Nah, that shit got a nigga think. Motherfucking big crib, my brother. Big crib. I want to say. I love you. I respect you. Man, love you too, I honor you. You know what I mean? You're visionary. You're revolutionary. You know what I mean? You're everything in this game. You already know it's always protect Big Crit at all costs. Man, when it comes to smoke dizzy. Look, it is protect smoke dizzy. You know this thing. Nigga. But let me tell you something about this room. Go ahead. When I first came in here, I knew I had me a little wine. I was fine. Y'all niggas been burning it down so <laughs> I, I know, I, I know. I've been trying to keep it together. <laughs> but nigga, I'm high. Because <laughs> even though I was like, that shit is so prolific with, that's hard. I was thinking about like, nigga, that make a lot of sense. Like, why well, I ain't never said it like that before. It's like, nigga, that's high talking. My God, bro. <laughs> you need to put a little bit for niggas that come in here. Now we get the humidifier. I need something that, no, no, just puts me in a bubble. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be a boy in a bubble. And it's like, nigga, the fuck are you smoking in here? All y'all niggas. Oh, this is how y'all normally be. Oh, I'm yeah. over here like, oh, you know, I need to get the fuck out of here. You know, speaking of what I'm smoking, I'm smoking on some KK right now. There you this, go. This, this came from Wiz Khalifa. To me. Man. That Dutch tried to take that I made sure <laughs> I took home. Man, I, I swear when he didn't even look, open it yet. I saved it right there. Know, just man, to let the people is, see. Oh God, bro. This, I, uh, <laughs> my lungs ain't shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I never ever. Yo, y'all, look, man. Know, y'all challenges y'all be talking about. My lungs ain't shit. Look. Let me fuck up. One of these pictures live to come alive. <laughs> hey man, Lord, look, man. Geez. This picture right here, man. This, this NBA top shot right here, man. Yeah. 
This right here is the <laughs> NFT. Because what I'm saying, my brother, this is I'm up, This is top three episodes for me. Let's go. You know what I mean? Because I finally got another one of my brothers to step in here. You know what I mean? I had, I had Wiz. Now I got you. I have Joey. You know what I mean? It, it feels like, you know, I'm putting I'm putting our story together in the right way. If anybody going to tell our story, it's going to be us. Man, get them digital roses right away. Uh, you know what I mean? Get them digital roses. Get them digital roses. You feel me, man? Documenting. Yeah, we got, we got to. You know what I mean? Thank you, bro. Uh, full court press, April eighth. Mm. The album. Oh, Smoke Billy, King of New York. Big Woo! Big the King of the South. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Smoke Dizzy and Big Flip. Don't get shit. Yeah, claim that shit. Yeah, this is what we do. What's that stupid shit you say? Yo, curls for the girls, ways for the babes, nasty the hood rats. Show Broadway ho, we got big crit critical in this motherfucker, big Mississippi. You heard? Three hundred block. You heard? Red line in the building. Talk you. First you know what I'm saying? Smoke Dizzy to to Jackson, Mississippi to perform, nigga. Talk. Straight up, my nigga killed that shit, man. Holly Miles, you know what it is. Chip, chip, chip. Personal party. We out there. <laughs> ah! It's ah! <laughs> a killer, nigga. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bottom up, up, up. At participating McDonald's.